<laughs> Hello, this is uh, Family Electric Ghost. So, hi. Hi. So, uh, yeah, you're the last guest for this year. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've had a pretty good year so far. But um, so I know that I've seen like your billboard um, in um, Times Square, right, for your new project. Yes. So, let everybody know we have um, Kendra Black on the line, and we're doing our last interview for the year. Uh, it's Family Electric Ghost. But, uh, yeah, maybe talk about what's on that billboard and what your new project is. So I'm about to release um, an album called The Fire. It'll be released on February 1st. And uh, it's more of an EDM um, pop-infused project, a bit different from what I've done uh, in the past, which was purely pop and uh, more of a hip-hop feel. So I'm really excited and um, promoting this project a lot. So the Times Square billboard was a real blessing. <laughs> it looked amazing. And uh, it's really helping to promote the project and everything that goes with it. So did you work with a lot of different producers for this um, compared to what you've done before for some of the same people? Um, yeah, I mean, there were actually like different people this time. I worked with uh, Enrico Tiberi. Um, he's an Italian producer, but he lives in Berlin um, and he made most of the tracks on the album. And then I worked with um, a couple of different producers um, that are New York based. And um, yeah, so I really like this album because it's a good mix of... Uh, EDM, but also more of a more of a like slow feel. Like some songs really have uh, the weekend vibe. I think personally, okay. Okay. and the others are more EDM. So it's a good mix. Yeah, because electronic music and EDM is it's really kind of like this is like a new like wave era where you know I'm an electronic artist myself, so I'm always happy to see people go in that direction. But um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with electronic music today. Yeah. And um, it's interesting that a lot of artists are, are finding, you know, ways to get in back into it. It's not just like an 80s re revival. It's a modern interpretation mm -hmm. of what had been done back in the 80s and 90s. And now it's kind of come back. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of elements that are coming back. And uh, it's nice um, that we're at a point, I think, in music where we're not afraid to experiment and also bring back some of the stuff that was done and also combine it with new stuff that hasn't been done yet. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, because EDM a lot of times gets associated with like DJs or artists that are, you know, combining all kinds of sounds. But there's a lot of EDM, EDM art, artists that don't just sample, they actually create, you know, songs with synthesizers with all kinds of like modern electronic music equipment yeah and and so it's um sometimes the genre is not fully understood but um maybe you want to get more into like how how you're using edm for your album yeah so um whenever i try to do edm um i always um i always strive to include a lot of songwriting elements um because i don't want it to be strictly electronic um but i want it to be a good um I guess, marriage between electronic music and the vocals. I want them both to have importance equally. So it was interesting to um, make these tracks. And I was really inspired to do that because I, I really like always was dying to do an EDM project. So this is, I guess, my own kind of EDM. 
it's obviously mm -hmm. like the EDM we have out there, but I'm excited to see what people's reactions are going to be because it is a little bit different from what you find out there. Yeah, because a lot of EDM is more like dance music without vocals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the vocals aren't the main, um, yeah, I guess, part not, of it. The, yeah, they're not, usually not the main focus. It's actually the beat and the drops and there's a certain structure, but... But what I've seen lately is you got bands like Churches, you've got a lot of electronic bands. They're actually bringing elements of the new wave, you know, going back yeah. to the original new wave. And those were songs. They weren't just like dance uh, uh, instrumentals. And so I think there's a merging of both because you can take like the DJ, EDM DJ elements and then mix it with songcraft and actually, you know, create music. That's kind of where I am. Nice. <laughs> music is like I take electronic music and I kind of go back a little bit. I go to like progressive electronic where you go back to bands like Yes and Genesis and Emerson Lake and Palmer, which are very different than what modern synth music is. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I love Genesis. Of, yeah. There was a lot of, especially like the Peter Gabriel Genesis, which was very forward thinking had a lot of like science fiction elements, a lot of like uh, rock opera elements. So it was, it was very, pro really progressive, very, you know, kind of out there, very sci-fi, you know, Harlan Ellison inspired songs. <laughs> yeah. So you had like really deep, uh, you know, like art rock. <laughs> yeah. And then it's cool to actually see people realizing that you can, you can take these genres and really moving forward. I've been talking to a lot of artists lately that are doing this type of thing. So it's, it's kind of like a new wave coming through. <laughs> nice. Yeah, an artist that inspires me a lot, um, I think, is uh, an artist called Trace. Um, <laughs> and um, she does a lot of EDM um, stuff with, uh, with very meaningful lyrics and vocals. And uh, that really inspired me a lot. Um, cool. And also this other artist called Sikik, um, but he's not very EDM. He's more of a um, pop slash R&B type vibe. And he really inspired me for my album as well because of the, um, the general vibe of his songs and uh, just the way he sings them, the way the voice is clear and kind of like um, on the same, um, I guess, level as the instrumental. So I really, uh, I produce as well. Uh, mm -hmm. sometimes so I really like to get all the levels right because it really changes the vibe that a song has you know when the finished product is released so do you have like um like in synthesizers there's a big um like I don't know there's always a talk between using analog synths and digital synths and sampling synths I don't know if you're into that debate about which things are better it's kind of like the debate between vinyl and like mp3s there's, oh yeah. There's certain people that feel like analog synthesizers have more heft and are have a better sound than digital or sample based synthesizers. Do you have any like opinions on stuff like that? Um, well, I think it depends um, on the artist, honestly. But like as far as my projects go, I like to use very natural sounding instruments and very natural sounding vocals and combining them with the um, EDM track. So mm -hmm. I'll make a good mix of. Um, very untouched like raw um instruments or vocals with really like rhythmic edm going on and i think that's really cool but uh there's artists like um 
I feel like Sikik does that. The rapper I just mentioned, like mm-hmm. he really uses a lot of um, um, like purely electronic stuff, and that sounds amazing. So honestly, mm. it depends on the artist. It depends on what the finished product sounds like. Yeah, I think there's a lot of merging. I mean, a lot of artists. I mean, myself, I have analog and digital synths. I have sampling synths. I have like real basses and real guitars. Um, yeah. And there's there's different palettes for different things. Certain songs, we, you know, it might be better to use a drum machine. Other songs, me use a real drum. Yeah. Know, with some songs, you use a Moog. Other ones, you might use a sampling synth that's not a full analog synth. So it's kind of like it's nothing that's wrong. There's different tools for the job. You know, as an artist, you use a different palette based on what you're feeling. So some days, like using like a Hammond organ might be required. And other days, you could use a plug-in. You know, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. What, what you're doing and you know there's no wrong or right way but there's what i like is that the fact that people can bring back a hammond or use a moog or use yeah. a profit that's kind of cool that so from where i'm coming from but mm-hmm. no i agree with that so so are you going to tour this record when it comes out in february you've got a tour plan Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, pretty much like for the release of uh, my latest single, Dangerless, I'm going to be touring. Um, I'm not quite sure what the exact dates are, but when I have them, I will post them on um, my website and social media so people can follow me. But uh, I'm definitely going to tour starting from um, mid-February until probably april may or even beyond depending on um how things go uh i already have a show uh, i'm currently in italy so <laughs> i already wow. have a show on awesome. january 6th um at a very important theater called santa cecilia and i will be premiering the new songs on my album together with uh, some jazz collaborations with um, um a very um famous jazz band and jazz musicians uh, including giuseppe Milici, which is really real uh, really well known in the city so uh, that's my first, I guess, uh, stop of the tour because I will mm-hmm. be um, displaying the songs of the album and then I will have a show in New York in February. And then after that, I'll be traveling in, um, in the U.S. just to, to tour and to get my music out there. So you going to do like, a, like East Coast, West Coast or stay on one coast? Um, hopefully both, honestly. Like last year, we had a lot of uh, dates adding up and uh, I'll just see where it takes me. So, uh, yeah, right now, this is the first date I'll have on uh, January 6th. It's actually 2 a.m. over here, but I'm awake because <laughs> um, it's like 8, 8 p.m. in New York. So, um, yeah, I've been in Italy for the past three days. And uh, I might also be singing on New Year's Eve at an event as a guest. And I actually will be flying back here in March because they um, last night they actually invited me to play at the same theater, Santa Cecilia, in March Um for uh for like a, a charity performance so i'm really excited awesome. about that you had done that before last time you went to Italy. you did a jazz performance right yeah so um i'm gonna be performing with the same artists on january 6th uh so the band of giuseppe milici and um the the pianist bass player and um um drummer of his band and then in march it's gonna be a different band but the same theater so uh wow yeah, I branch out quite a lot over here because this is originally where I'm from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so people know me. <laughs> Have you ever thought of maybe recording these um, jazz concerts and maybe putting out a live record? 
Yeah, no, I would love to. Um, the concert in uh, July, last time I was here, went really well. And um, I always had um, a jazz side to my music and had jazz um, teachers help me with my style and everything. But I never like actually recorded or performed anything like that. I just used it for my training and to get better mm-hmm. with my EDM and pop and everything. But I love doing it. And um, the concert in July was a success. We overbooked. So that was uh, <laughs> a really that'd big be, success. Yeah, it'd be cool if you actually did it like a soundboard recording, you know, and then maybe later in your career, you could put it out at some point. But yeah. If you yeah. continue to do it, you may think about sound recording it so you could, you know, eventually put it out. You don't have, you know, maybe not right now because you're doing other things, but it would be cool to actually, you know, have have that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I would love yeah. that. Yeah, because a lot of bands find out that, that, you know, when you record your live stuff, <clears throat> it ends up being something that's like in the bank, you know, of what you've done. And later you can always put it out. So it's always a good idea. Mm-hmm. you know to do that if you can i mean there's always overhead to try to record your live concerts but yeah it's, yeah it's cool if you could that'd be awesome because it's a different like um like vision of what you're doing and it's cool to see the breadth of of, of your artistry the fact that, that you're doing that too is, is cool yeah in uh, july we did um a very cool cover song of american boy by estelle and um jay-z and that was uh it was really really cool um, like I adapted it to my style and I obviously did both her singing part and his rap part and um, it was a real success so I wouldn't mind recording that one a lot of people told me I should because mm-hmm. it was really nice so I'm definitely planning on doing that that's awesome yeah so that's something for 2019 you might think of that yeah yeah that's cool yeah because I, I love it when artists kind of cross genres and you're, you're, you're continually you know, working on things I mean, you work with Snoop Dogg you're doing this EDM stuff, you're doing jazz work. <clears throat> so you're showing versatility and, you know, adventurous, adventuresome, you know, they, you know, I like it when artists don't stay within a certain lane. It's, I agree. Cool. Yeah. It makes it more exciting. It makes it more interesting. Um, so, you know, kudos, you know, kudos to you for that. Cause I think that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so is there anything you want to say to the fans? I know you're up late. I don't want to take too much time unless there's more you want to talk about. Oh, I'm awake. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm going to be having this show in Italy on January 6th. Uh, I'm going to post videos on my YouTube page and my social media. Then um, hopefully I will also perform on New Year's Eve on January 1st. That's something they just asked me to do. So I have to figure out if it's possible rehearsal wise and everything. Um, But when I come back to New York, I am going to have a release show uh, close to the release date on January 1st, uh, February 1st, I mean. Um, That will also be posted on my social media. And that show is going to be a a really big show uh, in New York. Um, So I hope everyone can make it to that. And then, um, yeah, as soon as I announce the tour, um, I hope people come over to see me. And uh, while they're there, they can also check out the new uh, KB Sports Apparel, which I designed in Italy. So once I get back to New York, I'll actually have some brand new styles on the website and um, new stuff to uh, sell. Yeah, because um, I designed it over here and then they make it in London and then they bring it to New York. So it's a very cool uh, process, (laughs) let's say. You've been working hard. You've got a lot of things going on. Yeah, no, I love taking care of um, all aspects of my music. Yeah, that's cool because I mean that's what you have to do today. Um, you have to have a lot of different, um, you know, 
kettles on the fire. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we've been able to been this year has been very good for us. We started the year, we only had like 200 listeners. Now we're at 4,900. Um, we, we actually have corporate sponsors now, and uh, we've interviewed like 20 different individuals between bands and actors. We've actually interviewed actors in New York City. So we've been very excited about what we're doing. And our platform now, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasting, we're on Google. We're on like 12 different platforms now. So nice. when we put our put these podcasts out, you, there's a lot wider audience. We're going to average 1,000 to 2,000 listeners a month uh, with a total of like almost 5,000. So our goal is to hit like 10K for next year, which we're online for. Oh, so, yeah. So we're, we're, we're starting to move up. And um, it's helping us as, as, a, as an artist, too. It's helping us get contacts. So, yeah, it's interesting what you have to do as an artist sometimes <laughs> to, to get out there. <laughs> yeah, you but, really um, – nowadays, you really have to branch out. You have to have the whole package. You have to be popular in social media. You have to be a good artist. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> and yeah. uh, you also have to promote your music. So not only you have to make a good product, but you also have to um, be very active into promoting it and uh, putting it out there and making sure people see it. So it's really um, a whole 360 degrees process. Um, but it's fun, honestly. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I don't mind totally. it. Yeah, you've got your clothing line, your, your apparel line. And then you've got, you know, a lot of other things and you're an international artist. So that gives you like uh, other options compared to artists that might be kind of just staying within one zone or not. Yeah, that's really cool. And, um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, nowadays, like there's a big resurgence in vinyl. There's a lot of artists that they're able to uh, be successful in that vinyl arena. Um, Have you thought about putting any of your work on vinyl or you're still just like download or cd oh yeah no i definitely thought about it um especially this new stuff that is coming up because um it's much more um the funny thing is it is more edm it is more electronic but it's also much more song written than the stuff that i put out in the past so it's a really good mix and um i would love to uh hear it on vinyl so i definitely thought about that and uh it's something that i will be um doing very soon that's cool. Yeah, because we're, we're actually moving toward that. We got a limited release for the ghost that we're putting out people. Nice. And, it, and it's, um, it's pretty cool that, that, that the fans seem to be gravitating more toward that than CDs. Like, yeah. What we've seen is like fans be more willing to actually buy a vinyl. Yeah, uh, no. It is because like the, the sound quality <laughs> is so much better. So for real music lovers, it's, you know, it's just amazing to hear your favorite records on vinyl. Like every time I go to a music store and I buy a vinyl, it's just like a whole different experience listening to the song as if I were listening to it for the first time. So and I think yeah. what's good about this, the vinyl format is if you're an artist that writes like a record that has a theme and you kind of want your listener to like, you know, not just pick and choose tracks, that the vinyl format and, and, the, and the listeners that are into the vinyl format will listen to your whole record. Yeah, exactly. Because the way vinyl works is you don't usually just sit there and listen to one track. You know, Mm -hmm. you actually will listen to the whole record. So if you're an artist that has, like, ideas that fit an album, that having your fans listening to it on vinyl, I think, is kind of what you want to happen because they'll listen to the whole, whole concept. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's really important also that um, we have 
all these apps now, like Apple Music and, um, you know, stuff that makes the entire album available to the listener, which mm-hmm. for a while, for a very short while, we lost a while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were just like, you know, when people started um, discovering what downloading songs uh, illegally was like. So you would yeah, download yeah. one track and then the other track you liked. But now it we don't need to do it anymore because our fans are actually like wanting to and trying to download the whole thing. So that's a real blessing because when I put out this album, which is going to be 10 tracks, um, so my new album is going to be called The Fire and it has a whole concept behind it, obviously. So I would really want whoever listens to it to listen to the whole thing and yeah. get the, the whole idea from it instead of just listening to their favorite one or two tracks uh, i think that's really important and it changes the way people experience the record yeah because there's still a lot of people that will create a playlist of multiple artists and just pick and choose what they like which is you know what modern fans tend to do but there there appears to be a resurgence in the album format yeah um, so there are people that are still there are still listening to albums kind of like the old-fashioned way which i described you know, with vinyl kind of forces you into that. But mm-hmm. it's cool that people have options. You know, they're the audiophiles who want to hear something on vinyl, that want to have that experience, you know, when they see the, the artwork that's full size um, that you can do in that format. It kind of gives, like, the, the fans a different experience where it's not just the music, it's actually the presentation of yeah. the music, which is kind of cool. It gets you into a different zone when you create a, a piece of work. Because then you think about, like, what's going to go in there? Is it going to be a poster? Is it going to have a concept on the front and the back? Um, so, yeah, I mean, CDs can do that. And you can do stuff with music videos where you can present your art. But the vinyl was kind of like the premier way of doing that. And it's cool that it's coming back. But, but it's interesting. You, you're saying you feel your fans are downloading your whole project, which is really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because also I'm going to be having music videos coming out soon for all the tracks. Um, my track, This Love, is going to be the main single. So that music video is going to be the first one to be released very soon. And then I'm going to have a few more released after that. Because honestly, all the tracks of this album mean so much to me and were so inspiring to me um, to create and also to listen to uh that i just had to release uh music videos for them so um yeah so i'm excited about all this content coming out really soon and uh to see what people think of it because it is going to be uh just a little bit different from what i've released in the past so (laughs) yeah it's a little more me are there specific like uh music video directors that you worked with that you want to like name check or talk about Sure. So the um, the music video uh, producer of my single "Rude" featuring Snoop Dogg was Mills Miller from Mills Miller v- Media, and um, he was really good. I would love to work on, on it with him again on um, some songs of this new album. We're still um, working out who's going to record what because, like I said, we're going to have a few music videos coming um, out. So. Uh, it's going to be different people working on them. Uh, I also worked um, with other New York City local um, people so far for music video recording, like Leonardo Pallenberg. 
uh, and Matthew Alvero. And um, hopefully they'll take part in recording the new videos as well. But it also depends on uh, my uh, management people and uh, who they pick and choose for that. But I'm already getting ready for the whole concepts, which I already know, and um, getting ready to uh, really um, portray them as best as I can. Because um, I feel like these songs that I'm about to release are very very deep and um they deserve the maximum um uh let's say production and also uh they deserve everyone involved in the project to really dive into what the idea is because i know what it is because i wrote it but um Mm -hmm. i really want the people that help me produce it and uh put it out there to really understand what every single song means to me because once they do the final product would be so much better you know yeah so a question like when you do videos and you work with a director do you let the director interpret the song or do you have have your own vision and kind of want your vision to be what the director is going for do you kind of let the directors go with what they think it means well, I tried to let the director go with what he thinks, but like I always um, end up taking control in some way because I just um, the thing about me is I know exactly what I'm trying to uh, portray and um, convey with my song or video or whatever I'm releasing. So whenever I work with someone in the production of something, I want to make sure they share that vision. So I obviously do let professionals do their work, no doubt about that, but I want to make sure that it's always in line with what I'm trying to um, release and communicate to my listeners, because to me, that's really important. So, so this album has a theme that you've been kind of, that you have a concept. So would your videos kind of, kind of like be interrelated or would they all be a kind of stand on their own? Do you have an idea that you would make videos that kind of, connect or would you well the thing about this album is um it's all about that fire um also you know leading back to the title of the album the fire um the fire that pushes you to uh do things and just go for your dreams and just the the fuel that keeps you going basically Mm -hmm. that's what i was trying to um Uh, do with this album so as far as the music videos go um they're not necessarily connected in a way that you would see straight away but once you listen to the whole album and you watch all the music videos you will see how they in fact are because every single track um leads to something that really drives you and pushes you to um reach a certain idea or goal or dream or like that's cool yeah so you you have a you have a common theme you have like a an idea that might not be readily apparent but it should if you put everything together and you watch them all together you'll kind of feel it yeah exactly that's cool yeah i like this that's why i like albums you know that's that's why i like the idea of um you know album oriented music it's kind of like you know, it makes me dated a little bit because it's a big thing in the 70s. It's like, that's what what it was. Um, but, you know, it's cool to see, like, folks, a lot of folks today, a lot of artists I've been talking to are doing album-oriented concepts. Out of a, lot of, a lot of the interviews I've made in the last, you know, 12 months, most of the artists are thinking about album-oriented ideas rather than just straight singles, which is it's cool. 
for me because as a music fan, I like to see that. So, of course, yeah. That's really really cool that you're still moving forward in your career. You've moved into multiple genres. You're doing live performance. You're you're, you're mixing, you know, different types of musical forms, and yeah, and you're you're still very um, you know directed in, in what you want to do and you've got the visual in terms of the video you've got your 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 um your business so i wish you even more success in 2019 and um yeah hopefully we, we can we can talk to you more when you actually release the album oh yeah absolutely help, help you with that yeah so we're very happy that you talked to us um and uh we'll look forward to like seeing your project Yes. So um, I'll definitely be sharing links to uh, music and videos very soon and uh, obviously tour dates and all that. And uh, yeah, I would love to talk once the album is released and I'm um, on tour and on the road so that I can share some feedback of what people think of the album and the new direction I'm taking. Yeah, that'd be great. We could probably do another session. We can actually even put links uh, on this podcast. They continually... These podcasts can be continually updated. So as like um, your releases come out, if singles come out, we can attach them. You know, videos come out, we can attach hyperlinks. So yeah, things we can do, and we can have another specific episode for that, or we can use this one in between if you're busy. So yeah, there's a lot of different things we can do. Awesome, great. Okay, well, have a great new year, and I hope you have a really good performance that what you're thinking about playing on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, good good luck with that, and I hope you have a really good success going forward with your new record. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Van Electric Ghost, and our supporter, CIN Powell, is having a promotional contest where you can win $500. You just have to call them at 786-562-7601. If you call them at 786-562-7601. You can also email CINPOWS at CINPOWSINFO at gmail.com. CINPOWSINFO at gmail.com. Their website is www.cinpals.com. Again, CINPOWS, a new type of social network, is having a promotional contest, and you can win $500. Check out CIN Pals at www.cinpals.com or call them at 786-562-7601. That's 786-562-7601. Email again is cinpalsinfo at gmail.com. cinpalsinfo at gmail.com. Thank you.